So Hebrews chapter 12, I wanted to talk about this because um, I originally wanted to talk about like the hall of faith, uh, which is right before 11. this. So 11 is like, uh, he talks about basically from the beginning of time, you know, all of these different people um, starting with Abel and then kind of going through a lot of these big, big characters that we see in the faith. Right. Um, and he kind of builds them up and he's like, look at these people and what they've done. But if we look at their lives, like <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to me because we see so many They're of them other, other than, other than maybe Abel, right. Who we don't really see much from in scripture. Um, but obviously they're all human. Because he got killed. Right. And they're all jacked up. Um, but all of them have issues, right? Yeah. Abraham, Noah, like all of them have issues. Um, and so it's so funny to me that this is like the, the people that we look up to, which is great. They obviously did great things as well. But as we get into 12, it kind of riffs off of that. So if we start in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, right, as, as yeah. these people, as the, the, the great hall of faith that we see in chapter 11, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. So let us let go of all those other things so that we can do more, so that we can be more in the will of God. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. If I remember to, I'll add in, um, I'll add in uh, the song I wrote about this, uh, which is one of my like shorts, one of my TikTok short things. People keep asking for the full thing. Yeah, I know, but it's probably never going to happen. Come so. on, please. Anyway, here's that. I'm going to pick a random Bible verse and then try to write a song from that. Let's do it. Found this random site. Let's see what it gives me. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. So let us run this race before our eyes. And let us run to the king who shame despised. Even through the cross he did with sin. Now we see seated at the strong right hand. Let us run to the one, the perfect one, the perfect one. I'll splice that in uh, later, but uh, yeah, so I wrote this song uh, after like getting this verse in a random generator right of of verses but uh one of the things that really sticks out to me in this verse and i want to keep on reading because there's some other stuff that's really really good as well but uh jesus despised the shame that he had on the cross right so it's not like he enjoyed it right right this is something that was very heavy for him mm -hmm. something that was extreme for him but uh as we continue on like we see um uh, earlier on, we see him talk about let us run with the endurance, with endurance, the race that is set before us. So let us keep on going. Let us let us go forward. Um, and then we continue on in verse three. Consider him who endured uh, from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted in your struggle against sin. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So you haven't done as much as Jesus has done. Right. You haven't resisted as much as Jesus has resisted because you're reading this right now and you're not dead. Right. Mm -hmm. Um and you have uh, forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. So again, going back to this quote, my son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, 
nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. So again, it's that discipline that you receive as someone who is loved by a parent. Mm -hmm. If a parent doesn't love you, Mm -hmm. they just leave you alone and let you fend for yourself if they're not a good parent. If they're a great parent, they will come and they will discipline you when you need to be disciplined. Now, that's not saying that every parent that like hits you is good, but right. <laughs> I'm not saying that either. Um, but verse 7, it is for discipline that you have to endure God, uh, endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in, uh, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So that's really what I want to focus on, and I'm kind of giving context there, but that seven and seven and eight are kind of really what I'm focusing on here. It is for discipline that you have come to endure. God is treating you as sons, and what does a father do when he when he when he approaches his sons? He disciplines them so that they can grow up in the correct way. Right? I think oftentimes in our lives, we get to these points where it's like, God, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And we have like this self-righteousness almost of like I know what's better for my life and you're not doing what I want, mm-hmm. right? And I think every child does this at some point, right? Whether you're a teenager or you're younger than that and you're like, you're not doing what I want. You're not buying me this thing from the store. You're not allowing me to do this thing. You're not letting me go on this vacation. Like, right. You're so mean. Yeah, you're just, you're so mean. I don't understand. Like, why are you doing these things? Um, and, and some of that comes from ignorance, right? And a lot of it just comes from immaturity. Of, of who we are. And so like last time we talked about growing, if you haven't checked out that video, definitely go check it out. Speaking of which, it would mean a ton if you would subscribe to this channel. This is a brand new channel that's just starting to grow. So every single subscriber means a ton. So please subscribe if you're enjoying this channel. We talked about growth and what maturity actually looks like, but this is a part of that maturing process, right? Where God comes and he disciplines you for the things that he's trying to teach you on, right? It's not that he hates you. It's not that he, um, that he, dislikes anything like it's not that he dislikes you or that he doesn't want you to succeed it's that he does want you to succeed and that he does love you right and so i think oftentimes as humans we mistake those signals of being like oh god you're making this really hard on me what did i do wrong Mm -hmm. instead of this is a really hard situation what does god want me to do right what are you trying to teach me right yeah it reminds me of the psalm that says your rod and and your staff they comfort me yeah yeah like uh, a, a shepherd has a rod and a staff so that when the when the sh- sheeps uh-huh. are running away like he could discipline them right yeah. like hey get back them. right yeah. and he's not doing that to 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 shame them yeah. <laughs> they're sheep right like he's doing it to to keep them safe so that they're not eaten by wolves or 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 fall off a cliff have, you, you know that video where where he jumps in the yeah. thing and then they <laughs> save him and he jumps back in. Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, it's it's crazy that we think following Jesus is better, not easy, right? Like this is a perfect verse for that. Yeah. Um, because he's we're gonna endure suffering as like. As discipline, God is okay. I'm going to read in my verse. Yes, yeah, Endure suffering as this as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, uh, where am I? But if you are without discipline, which all receive, then you are illegitimate illegitimate children. Yeah. And not 
uh, sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's deep. Again, we go back to kind of what Jesus talks about when he says that there are some sons of God and there are some sons of Satan, Mm -hmm. right? And so again, we come back to this, like, who are you really if you're not receiving this discipline? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not walking in this, what is your identity? Are you a seed of the serpent or are you a seed of the king? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, that's a hard thing to swallow. Yeah. And, um, And so when we do come to these points of discipline, Right. When God is slapping you on the hand and he's he's testing your resolve and he's seeing where you're at. This is not like, a oh, God hates me. Like, oh, why would I why would he do this? Like, it's it's not a time to complain. It's not a time while God can handle your complaints, while God can handle all of that stuff from you. It's not a time for you to sit and yell at God and, and complain about what's going on. It's a time for you to deal with the situation and to be an adult, yeah. right? To walk through it yeah. and, and to learn how to do those things. And God is going to test all of us in this way because we are sons of God. Right. Instead of complaining and saying, oh, like, yeah, it just, it's crazy to me. The why, this is where I feel like deconstruction and church hurt come into play. Like, um, we're seeing these things that don't align with what we want. Yeah. Right. And then we take it as, oh, God doesn't love me. Like, why? Why? I just, it just, why don't you see it as, as being corrected? Or why can't you try to align with with the word? Right. You're trying to align with what you want instead of aligning with what the word is telling you, what God is trying to teach you. Open yeah. your eyes. Take away the, the, the like, like open, pray for God to unveil um your eyes, right? Yeah. To see the truth, to see the light instead of being, because, it's a, it's a spiritual warfare. Like that's a real thing that's in the Bible. We, we already spoke about that a little bit, but like, yeah, I just don't understand why we, we don't see that. We would try to belittle Satan. We try to belittle the evil. We try to belittle all, all, all the evil things. And not everything is like Satan's coming at me. No, God is trying to teach you something yeah. maybe, yep. you know? Yeah. And not everything is like, um, I don't think everything needs to be over-spiritualized right. either, right? Mm. I, I hate that verse. I mean, not uh, that verse. Mm-hmm. That that people say that because what does that mean? Well, I don't think everything needs to be over-spiritualized. Like, for example, our camera was flickering earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Just an issue with the cable. We needed to unplug and replug it back in. Was that something that we needed to spiritualize? Or was that something that was attacking us or disciplining us or showing us something? No, not necessarily. It's just a cable that we needed to unplug and plug back in. But God isn't everything. I'm not saying that he's not. He may be, he may have done it so that I could give this example, right? Yeah, yeah. But not everything needs to be over-spiritualized, right? Like... What is over-spiritualized? <laughs> it's, so, in in my understanding, right, there's a lot of things that people will take, and they'll, they'll make it this massive thing that God never meant to be that. Okay, I see. Right? And so that's an over-spiritualization to me. It's when you're taking something as, as small as a common thing that just naturally happens, and you're over-spiritualizing it to a point to make your point and not God's point. Mm. You understand but what I'm see, saying? But see, that's not over-spiritualization. That's you trying to make a point. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's what I would call over-spiritualization. It's someone taking something that is not meant to be that way, over-spiritualizing it to mean something that it doesn't. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's, it's uh, weird because we don't take into consideration everything spiritual. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we try to belittle it. But then we 
then there's the other side. Yeah, where there's every, always, yeah. Yeah, so there's like two extremes there. Yes. And that's why I don't fully like the phrase over-spiritualization because it's like... But it does exist. Just because the other side exists as well doesn't mean it doesn't, right? There's mm. there's an under-spiritualization of nothing is from God, right? And mm. then there's over-spiritualization of, of everything is this massive big thing that has to be figured out and this puzzle needs to be solved. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. When my dog farts, it's not, <laughs> it's not this like giant, like... You know, it's it's not this big spiritual thing that God's trying to teach me. Sure, but God is in everything. I'm not I, saying that God couldn't use it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he can't use my dog yeah. farting, right? He could if he were, if he really wanted to make a... Next example. <laughs> no, no. This is a great example because it shows how stupid things can be, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, God could use that, but I don't think he's normally choosing to. I think it's normally, like, my dog just had some food and now she's farting, you know? <laughs> Like, I think that's what it normally is. Yeah. So we can't just take these things that are, like, so simple, mundane, and, and, and normal, natural things that God created, right? We can't change them into, like, like this massive over-spiritualization that makes my point and not God's. Right. You understand? I agree with that. But sometimes people say, I don't want to over-spiritualize. And sometimes it is something that's spiritual, and you're not over-spiritualizing. Of and, course, there's always going to be both. But I'm saying it, it does exist. Your own thoughts. <laughs> I'm just saying both exist. Okay, yes. Like, so it's not that this doesn't, not that that what you're saying doesn't exist. Yeah. Obviously it does. People miss what God's trying to say all the time. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, people make up what God's trying to say, I think, way more often. I agree. I agree with both. And so I think we get in this situation as well um, with this verse where, like, someone will have an idea of what God wants them to do. Right. And they will fight tooth and nail because they have made up in their mind that this is what God wants me to do. And there's nothing that's ever going to change that for me. Even when they have no proof of that. Right. Even when God has not confirmed that for them. Yeah. But for whatever reason, in their minds, this is what God wants them to do. And so whenever something comes in opposition to that, then everybody that's in opposition to that or anything that's standing in their way is now it's of evil. It's of evil persuasion. Right. Right. Not necessarily a demon, but it's like. Um, well, devil, like, that's well, what I mean. Like, it's like someone's standing in your way and you're like, oh, how dare you stop me from what God wants me to do? Exactly. And it's like, how dare you think that someone could stop you from what God wants you to right, do? Right, right, like, right. Uh, okay, bro, like, yeah. <laughs> come on, you know? <laughs> like, if God wants you to do it and you're in his will, like, he's going to make it happen. Yes. And I if agree. he doesn't, there's a specific reason why he doesn't. Yes. You know? It's mm-hmm. either you misheard or he wanted to teach you a lesson because... A son is disciplined by the father, right. right? Right. So, like, that is where we're at. And I think that so many times people misconstrue what God actually says to them and what he actually wants to do because they have these mis- misunderstandings of, like, of what of, of mentalities or, or thinkings that they have that they've placed upon God. Yeah. You know? Hey, Brandon here. If you want to check out this full episode, you can do that on patreon.com slash the snipe life. This is the best way to help us to support what we're doing here on the Better Not Easy channel. Thank you very much. So just remember that following Jesus is better not easy.